Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Happy Come on, Tom Brady. Come on, Tom. Fuck Tom Brady. Come on, Tom. I need 29. 29, Tom. Come on. You beautiful man. I've backed you up. I've loved you. Please. Three, 350 and four, 305. Either or will suffice. Come on, Giants. Do what you've always done to Tom Brady throughout his entire career and fuck him up. Disgusting. Disgusting. But at the same time, let's go Darius Slayton. I do need him in another league. So let's go Darius Slayton. I will hope for a 3 nothing. You know, it's Steelers, Dolphins, Redux. That's what I'm hoping for. That's disgusting. That's truly abhorrent. That's nasty. No, no, you want all America to burn on a th- because of a three nothing Monday night football game. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You are mad, man. You are everything that's wrong with this country. If you're rooting for a three nothing Monday night football game, you're out of your mind. That's disgusting. I'm wanting 70 combined points in this, in this case, in this case specifically. I would like a three nothing game because I do not want any sort of bullshit. 35, 35 ends at a tie. Tom Brady throws for five touchdowns. 400 yards gets me the win. Anyway. So let's just talk about this new segment that we're doing. I mean, it's not uh, a rebrand new. rebrand. Yeah. It's more of like a, like a change of pace. Let's yeah. say. Yeah. Something different. So it's going to be a buy or sell, something that all of our listeners should be familiar with because we've done it on multiple episodes, especially on the waiver show. But we're basically going to take a couple of players each position and, you know, do a buy or sell. You know what a buy or sell is. I don't need to explain that part to you. Yep. And we're but, doing it off yeah. of off of the performances from week 12 mm-hmm. or week 11, week 11, week 11, week 11. I said week I said week 12 because so. So spoiler, spoiler alert, I have not I have not told you this and I, I haven't released this to the uh, worldwide web as of yet, but I did accept a job today. <gasps> yes, yes, as a as the lead Dallas Cowboys and fantasy fantasy football writer for Talking Point Sports. So go uh, go check them out. And I was literally before we came on, I was starting my week 12 uh, write up. So that's why I have week 12 on the mind. Interesting. OK, well. Mazel tov, Bird. Thank you. Thank you. It's good. Good day. So is that like a remote job? Do you have to go into like the city or something or the headquarters in the city or no? Just remote. Cool. Remote. So I get to do it right here. Fantastic. Yes. So yes, that is why that is why week 12 is, is on the mind. Yes, we are talking about week 11. So of course, these these buyer cells are going to be from week 11, not week 12. Week 12 will be uh, later in the week, and while, while we're on the subject, while we're on the subject of uh, week twelve, just a schedule update for everybody, because of course this week is Thanksgiving. Adam and I have families, and we would love to see them for Thanksgiving. So the tentative plan is for Adam and I to do the week twelve preview on Wednesday. Won't be much injury news on that one. So we'll try and cover our bases as much as we possibly can. The injury news is probably going to be on Friday when Jake and I record the mailbag. That'll be released on a normal day of Saturday. So really the only thing that shifts is the preview show. That'll be recorded Wednesday night and will be released 
Thursday morning before uh, the 12 o'clock kickoff. So you'll have your Bears, you'll have your Lions, you'll have your Cowboys, your Raiders, your Bills, your Saints, all all covered. So we're covering every, everybody this week, except for the teams that are, of course, on by. Yes, exactly. It's kind of interesting because, yeah, this Wednesday show is going to be very Thursday night focused because there are three games as there has been for the past couple of years. So very cool. And what is very funny is that these Thursday games all suck. (laughs) Well, especially (laughs) since, you know, the news surrounding the Bears, where it's going to be Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle, it looks like. Yep. Yep. But and I can confirm to you everything that I said about – about me putting a thousand dollars on the Detroit Lions if they were winless up to this point. Yeah, no, a thousand dollars is not going on Tim Boyle. I can tell you that one right now. That'd be fun. If if the Lions win on Thanksgiving, one, it would be poetic. But two, Matt Nagy would have to lose his job. You would hear me screaming if the Detroit Lions win on Thanksgiving, considering I'm not putting a thousand dollars on them now. I would hear Benny screaming from all the way in Chicago. You might. You might. You just might. Benny and I screaming in unison, same tone, just over completely different things. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, let's go into these quarterbacks. So here's my first buy. I mean, or buy or sell. This is a buy for me. But Cam Newton. Another great week for Cam Newton. He looked great. He looked great. The only the only concern that I have with Cam Newton is his schedule. And we've talked about it before. It gets rough during the fantasy playoffs. We can get to Miami next week. Fine. Then has his bye week 13. Week 14 is home against Atlanta. That's good. Fantasy playoffs. He's at Buffalo, at home versus Tampa Bay, then at New Orleans. That's a rough fantasy playoffs especially week 15 versus Buffalo. That that That's a tough one. Granted, against Washington, they allow the most points to quarterbacks. Good start. Good start for Cam. Anybody that started him, I know I started Cam in a spot, and I was very, very happy with the, with the result. But, uh, yeah, I, as, of, as of now, I, it goes with the Lamar Jackson argument that I, we were just going back and forth with during the offseason. He provides a steady rushing floor. Ceiling is good. Just want to see more from from Cam, and I think Cam is definitely aided by Christian McCaffrey. If Christian McCaffrey is, is healthy, then of course that's going to help Cam Newton. If there's no Christian McCaffrey, then then I don't want to know what could happen to Cam Newton in his fantasy value. Well, he might turn into New England Patriots Cam Newton. He could turn into New England Patriots Cam Newton only with better weapons to throw to because he got he got everybody involved. Tommy Tremble had a nice day. DJ Moore had a touchdown yesterday. Robbie Anderson got some catches. So there was definitely, you know, spreading the, the wealth around. Something Sam Donald should uh, definitely take note of, of, of how to do. I guess he still is the Adam Gaze uh, germ, still uh, ever-present in his life. The man's out for the season. You're still slandering him? Of course. Of course. What is, what is a podcast if I'm, if I'm not slandering the New York Jets or any past associate of the New York Jets? Yeah. Anyway. Until they win a game, Adam. Until they win a game. If, if, when, they, when the Jets win... I won't slander them. I don't know. I think the 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 other the two times that the Jets won this season, they were you still slandered them. 
well, this is a rule that I just made in the past 30 seconds. Okay. So from here on out, when the Jets win, they avoid my slander. Well, frankly, they should have won. Should have, could have, would have. But that's close only counts with horseshoes and hand grenades, Adam. I'm aware of that. That's a bird. That's a a favorite of yours. Oh, yes, it is. It's one of my favorite quotes. One of my favorite quotes. Um, You want me to give uh, one of mine? Mm -hmm. All right. So buy or sell. Russell Wilson fantasy managers have to now slam the panic button. That's a good question. It's a fantastic question. I know, Adam, he is your boy. Listen, just because I like a guy doesn't mean he's my boy. Oh, no, 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 no. We've had this conversation in the past. Now that Russell Wilson is not performing to expectations, do you want to disassociate yourself from Russell? That's disgusting. No, no. Maybe he come. Maybe he came back too soon from this finger issue where, you know, he's looked like a completely different player. Like, what has legitimately changed besides the injury from weeks one to five and then going into 10 and 11? Is it Chris Carson not being there? I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Speaking of which, Chris Carson, craziness, done for the season neck with a neck injury. I told you, Correct. next. Can't fuck with next. No, no. You, you said it. You can't fuck with next. And you're, you're 100% right. I really hope that's not taken out of context. Oh, <laughs> well, I hope not. I hope not. You have the utmost job security here at the Basement Talk Podcast. Don't worry, you're protected under our constitution. Um, I just kind of think that the Seahawks just kind of suck. And I just think that people need to kind of take it for what it is. Like, there, there were a couple things that uh, that contributed to this. Number they've one, all, they've sucked all season, though. Yeah, they've sucked all year. Yeah, they've sucked all year. Outside of Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they don't have anybody else. It's plain and simple. They, they, that is just a talentless football team. That's number one. Number two, Russell Wilson probably came back early from this finger injury. Is not 100%. Okay, fine. But we have to expand this now outside of Russell Wilson. Look who this effects and let's just go from from sunday the arizona cardinals are very good very good at shutting down opposing number one wide receivers like that's a thing that the arizona cardinals when they go up against number one wide receivers number one wide receivers get shut down dk metcalf was shut down in this game tyler lockett had a great game it was a locket week so you know, where, where do you where do you go from here? The other worrying thing with I guess this is an extension now to talking about DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf has only had one game with Russell Wilson this year where DK Metcalf has had over 65 yards receiving. That's not good. Also, now, apparently, DK Metcalf now has four games throughout the season where he is completely taken out of the picture. Yep. Yeah. Guaranteed taken out of the picture. He has four games where it's where he has the Jalen Ramsey experience twice. And now he's going to have the Cardinals twice. Well, this is, this is just this year though. This is this year where the Cardinals have been just very, very good at it. And if I'm looking at Russell Wilson's schedule. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter this. It's more like three because they play the Cardinals in week 18. So that's not really relevant for fantasy. 
Right. And then the first week of fantasy playoffs is when oh, the second week, no first week of fantasy playoffs. What I'm talking about, uh, they get the Rams. So you have to deal with that. But then if you move, if you move on from there, the, the, the skies are much, much clearer. Chicago and Detroit in, in week 16, week 17. The rest of the way, though, and I'm looking at this from a Seattle perspective. The rest of the way looks pretty good for Seattle. They get Washington on Monday Night Football next week. Then they get San Francisco. Then they get Houston. Those are three matchups that I think the Seattle Seahawks and their fantasy managers should realistically expect that their players are going to produce. So those who have Russell Wilson should expect him to produce on Monday night. Those who have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, all should expect production Monday night versus Washington. Same then with San Francisco and then with Houston. With the Rams, who knows? Who knows? I would expect probably Lockett to be a a better start versus the Rams than, than Metcalf. But again, it comes down to what I've said on this show time and time again this year. The Rams are not using Jalen Ramsey as a traditional shutdown corner. They are letting him float all over the field. So it's not like Jalen Ramsey is going to be locked up on DK Metcalf for the entire game. Is it possible that the Rams adjust their game plan to make Jalen Ramsey just take out DK Metcalf? Yeah, it's absolutely possible that they do that. But based on what we've seen so far from the Rams defensively with Jalen Ramsey, they haven't done that. They haven't done that. They have not had him take away a specific guy. They've just had him basically roam all over the field and do what he wants. It's a good point. But I still think that going up against that defense is going to be rough. And you're really going to see what Russell Wilson is made of. And if he really is in a slump once he plays Washington on Monday night. Because as you said, when we were talking about Cam, the football team allows the most points to quarterbacks. So if Russell Wilson can't succeed against the football team, then the alarm bells start to ring. This is the litmus test. Absolutely. Absolutely right. So I'm selling it for right now. But if, if next week, if we're recording our review show next Monday, a week from today, and we saw, or if we're recording the waiver show, I guess on Tuesday, and we're talking about this Monday night game and Russell Wilson didn't do anything, then I'm going to be worried. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Next one. This one's another kind of under the radar favorite of mine. Terod Taylor. Are the rushing touchdowns against Tennessee. The Texas makes the Texans look very competent. Let me tell you. He makes them look like a real football team. And this is what Terod Taylor does. He makes really bad teams look kind of okay. He's done this his entire career. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm selling Tyrod Taylor, though. Um, yeah, he makes the Texans look competent. But I also think that this was purely down to the Texans just not wanting to lose this game. The conditions sucked. So there was really no need for Tarad to go above and beyond in this game in terms of trying to throw the ball. He only had 107 yards passing, I believe it was, if I remember off the top of my head. Yes. And then had six carries with two of them being touchdowns. So top 10 quarterback for the week because of the, the two rushing touchdowns. So, you know, good good for him. Good for anybody that had him probably in super flexes where you would start him. I doubt you'd start him in one quarterback leagues unless you are a madman, in which case I applaud you. But – 
yeah, I'm selling, I'm selling to rod in, in leagues that are not two quarterback and super flex. And that's like the deepest of deepest. Like I, this is not going to move me one way or the other from putting to rod into like being a top 20 quarterback next week. And I haven't, I haven't done my ranks yet, which is something that I will, uh, I'll have to do tomorrow. But um, yeah, I can tell you right now that uh, Tarot is not going to be a top 20 option for me at the position for week number 12. There we go. I said it right. When they take on, they take on the jets. Yep. Well, I mean, considering that I wouldn't expect you to make your ranks now because week 11 still isn't over yet. I've started them. I've started them, but they're not, well, I mean, they're not finished. Done. Finished is what I mean, because yeah, week, not, seven, week 12 isn't finished. over yet. Yes. I put, I usually, what I usually do is I put the finishing touches on the, uh, on the ranks after Monday night football. So I'll, I'll be up until one, 2 AM working on, uh, working on the ranks. Yes. I am a madman, by the way. Yeah, you definitely are. Who is your next buy or sell? Uh, I'm going to go with buy or sell. Josh Allen managers need to be worried about Josh Allen rest of season. This is a classic hot take after a bad performance. I mean, listen, the aberration against Jacksonville side and maybe even like the start of the season for some people, but this is Josh Allen's floor, to be honest with you. 15 points for a quarterback. And, you know, he's going to New Orleans and then he has New England and then he's going to Tampa Bay, which are three pretty tough matchups. And then for playoffs, it's home against Carolina at New England and then home against Atlanta for fantasy championships. I would not be worried about Josh Allen. And that's a crazy thing for me to say. Yeah, Adam, I, I completely, completely agree with you. This is a sell for me. There are people who actually were panicking about Josh Allen and whether or not you know they're worried about him. Now you want to flip this into something else. This is another one that I had written down and I was going to, I was going to say, but uh, I figured I can just mesh the two together. Buy or sell Patrick Mahomes managers should be a little bit worried. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mahomes managers should be a little nervous. I'm not saying, you know, flat out panic, you know, hit the panic button and, and, and that's, you know, that's sort of that, but Patrick Mahomes before week 10, where he exploded 406 and five versus the Raiders, he hadn't put up 15 points since week six. So he had that big game versus the Raiders and then came back down to earth in a win, mind you, versus Dallas. Don't worry, we're still going to the Super Bowl. Mahomes, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about, but is it something that I'm going to say, oh, yeah, just trade away Mahomes, don't start Mahomes, whatever? No, I, I'm not. I'm not going there. His schedule is very, very, very good for quarterbacks rest of the season. Denver, Las Vegas, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati in week 17. If you play week 18 championships, he's at Denver. But going back to Josh Allen, there is one thing about Josh Allen that I'm a tiny, tiny bit concerned with. Tiny bit. I'm not going to say it's a massive concern, but it's a teeny tiny bit of a concern. And I think it's because that these two games were just huge blowouts in different directions, which is why uh, this happened. But Josh Allen has only carried the ball the last two weeks, four times. That is definitely a little bit of a worry for me because 
that's the foundation for Josh Allen's floor is he, he has to run. If he's going to really get those monster, monster weeks, we look at one of his big time weeks, week five versus Kansas city. He carried the ball 11 times for 59 yards scored also had three fifteen and three. So he really has got to be carrying the ball six or seven times for you to say to yourself, yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter what Josh Allen does with his arm unless he's not, unless he's throwing five picks, then of course it's going to matter. But you, you need Josh Allen to carry the ball six, seven times for him to provide a solid enough floor on top of whatever he does with a solid passing day. But I, I'm not too concerned about it. Just like I said, I just think it was blown out versus the Jets last week, got blown out versus the Colts this week. By the way, it's going to be great content for hard knocks. Just saying, five, Jonathan Taylor, five rushing touchdowns. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's just two opposite ends of the spectrum, blowout kind of games. They weren't close in either direction. I'm not too concerned about Josh Allen, but it's something that I am looking into and want to be want to take note of as I push forward if I have Josh Allen on my roster. Before we move on to running backs, I kind of want to just talk about this one thing. And this sure. is not about – it's just going to sound like me defending Josh Allen, but it's not necessarily only about Josh Allen. I feel like every time a player who is quote-unquote good and like who is good, not even quote-unquote good, who is good, has a down week or something like that, everyone's just like, oh, is it time to panic? Like it's Stockholm Syndrome. It's every – like people do it to themselves. Like, it's a reactionary you know, business, Adam. I'm aware of that, but I'm just saying it's bullshit sometimes where you got, you have a guy who has had maybe one or two down weeks to start the season or yeah, to start the season in the first half of the season. And then he gets blown out and still has a pre like not even his worst game of the season. And people are like, is it time to panic about Josh Allen? Oh gosh. Should I trade him? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? The answer is everybody has a price. If you get a monster out, uh, offer for Josh Allen, you take it. You take it. That that That's the answer. No, like, I mean, like people are saying, should I be looking to get rid of Josh Allen? Well, there are probably nine or 11 or 13 other teams in your leagues that would probably love to have Josh Allen. Just putting that out there. And it's not just Josh Allen. I mean, it's like, even though Patrick Mahomes has been very volatile this year, there have been a lot of times where like Patrick Mahomes has been like that. Well, I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes has, it's been more of a pattern with Mahomes. That's where the major concern kind of comes in. But with Josh Allen, it's a one week blip. It's a one week blip. Now, if the rushing does not go up next week, then maybe there's something to be concerned about. But guess what? If Josh Allen has only two carries next week and he still throws for 275 and three, then we're not even, we're not talking about Josh Allen. We're talking, we're just talking about Josh Allen having a Josh Allen kind of week and, and, and everyone's happy. Yeah, I mean, I think the telling thing, like when Justin Herbert was going through his struggle where he where he didn't do well against Baltimore and New England and then kind of pedestrian against Minnesota, we weren't being like, all right, everybody, everybody out, we're done. We're getting off this Justin Herbert train. We were just like, well, it's fine. We'll get through it. Like, Correct. I don't know. People are too quick for to be reactionary about this sort of thing. People are very judgmental. They are judgmental, but they're also very reactionary and very recency biased, which is fine. It's normal. It's human. But it's the industry, Adam. I'm aware. 
It's what we signed up for. But I'm just saying, it's what it, it is. is. It it in fact is. You need to look deeper into, you know, the quote from The Sopranos: "You're only as good as your last envelope." It's true. It is true. That is kind of what fantasy football is for a it lot of applies. people. Is um, is everything okay with your headphones there? Yeah. Are you? Is it like uh, okay? No, good. I was wondering because, like, it looks like you're you're gnawing on your headphones like a like a leap. I, I I'm star- I, I I am starving. Yes, I am. I no 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 no. I'm good. Isn't there some animal that's like if you like chain them to a to a fence or something and they bite their arm their own arm off? Is that a thing? I think that is a thing. I don't know. I think I, I think it was probably a joke on a TV show. That's fascinating. I did I'll not look, know this. I will look that up. But Mr. Sure Mr. Nat Geo himself. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. So, Bird. Let's so, talk about the, so, let's talk about these running backs. Oh, for I mean, fuck's sake. What a big week. Jonathan fucking Taylor, huh? Man, it looks like Prime Edger and James over here. Or yep. Marshall Falk before he got traded to the Rams. I mean, geez. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I did, not, I did not go up against Jonathan Taylor in a single league this week. The fantasy gods finally cut me a break. We did go up against Austin Eckler, though. Hey, we're still going to win, though. So, high five. High five. Woo! Delayed high five. It counts. Cross-country delayed, high five. It, it all counts the same. Socially distant, high five. That's right. Uh, yeah, so big week for Taylor, big week for Eckler, and then... Uh, the drop-off of all drop-offs. I know. Going from 41.5 and full-point PPR from Eckler to a uh, paltry 24.9 from Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's just like, I do this every week. Pretty much. Pretty every much. It's play. Uh, it's nothing new. And then, Nothing to do for, uh, for for McCaffrey. Yeah, but uh, so why don't you go first this time? Who's your buy or sell? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say here. I'm gonna say buy or sell. Devonta Freeman is the Baltimore Ravens running back you want to have in fantasy. Ooh, that's a good one. Thank you. I do usually have good ones. At 22 touches. Versus the Chicago Bears in a very close game. Tyler Huntley coming out with his first NFL win. Congratulations to him. Um, I I will go on record and and say bye. I guess I don't want either of them. I don't. I don't want. I don't want Devonta Freeman. I don't want Lat Murray. I, I don't want Tyson Williams. As Adam. So eloquently puts it week in, week out. The number one running back for the Baltimore Ravens is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it is Lamar Jackson. Just like just like apparently the number one running back for the San Francisco 49ers is Debo Samuel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not a great return for Jeff Wilson Jr. Well, to be to be very fair to Jeff Wilson, he should have scored. He should have scored. Jimmy Garoppolo just completely messed him. He was yeah. wider than wide. And, least, Gar- and Garoppolo just completely airmailed him. At least Brendan Ayuk scored. I can be happy about that. 
Yeah, yeah. We're get we're gonna get to Ayuk. Believe me, we got we had some questions about that uh, in the uh, in the mailbag. So the people yeah. want the people want us to talk about Ayuk again, again. It's funny because you and Jake. I don't know how. I don't think you guys talked about Le'Veon Bell getting released on the mailbag. Nope. Nope, so because really, that wasn't news. That was that really was that was just was that was not news. No, it wasn't. But yeah, I I guess it is Devonta Freeman. I mean, good for him for getting back to a point in his career where he's a starting running back. But I don't know. This seems like kind of an aberration sort of week. I'd like to see him do it again. Do it again. Do it again. As Adam likes to say, do it again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, look, if he's available, pick him up. Don't blow your fab on him, but pick if him up. Want, see what you, happens. If you, for some reason, have a, if you have placed this, like a restriction on yourself, you're like, I want to have at least one running back for the Baltimore Ravens on my team, then Devonta Freeman's the guy you need to pick up. But I think Correct. at this point, you can pick up other players. If you want too. to spend more fab on the Baltimore Ravens and their running backs, then yes, Devontae Freeman is the guy. I wouldn't be shocked if people are just like so burned by the Baltimore Ravens running backs. They're like, nope, you're somebody else's problem. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just insert everything that you said about the Baltimore Ravens and apply it to the Tennessee Titans. Dontrell Hilliard. Really? I, we were thinking it was a Deonta Foreman revenge game, not a Dontrell Hilliard revenge game. And I only know, I only know that Dontrell Hilliard played for the Texans because his player profile picture on ESPN is him wearing a Texans uniform. You took mine. You took my buy or sell. I was going to say that there is no real Titans running back that's worth owning. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Run through the list. You don't want McNichols. You don't want Hilliard. You don't want Foreman. You don't want Peterson. No, they are all worthy of your waiver wire. You do not want them because which running back it's going to be on a week-to-week basis is anybody's guess. Truly. It's, between, it's between Mike Vrabel and God. Yeah, it, literally, literally. My, I, maybe Mike Vrabel had like uh, had, had a had a bet in for Dontrell Hilliard rushing rushing yards at fifteen. Or, or some shit like that. Because li- literally, Dontrell Hilliard was owned in 0.1% of ESPN leagues. Yeah, I mean, this happens every week, it seems like. You have this, you have like a no-name running back or just a no-name player find his way into the top 10. Well, my guess, my, my, my putting all jokes aside, my guess, and this is an educated one, is because the game script was so negative for the Titans that this would have been a McNichols game if McNichols was not out with the concussion. Hilliard was the next guy up in terms of being the pass catching back, had 15 touches in this game. That is what I presume is that it was more of a Hilliard day because of the need for a pass catching back, which Deonta Foreman and Adrian Peterson, I guess, are not. Yep. Peterson, Peterson also looks like shit. I just, I, I just want to point that out there. Well, listen, you signed the guy mid-season out of retirement and he's up there in age. I mean, yeah. he shouldn't be playing. 
in the nicest pot in the nicest way possible that I can say he should not be playing. Agreed. But uh, the next, since you took mine, kind with uh, with the Titans, I will kind say of, kind, kind of, of half kind of. I I let it in. How about that? Sure, let's go with that. Uh, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Sure. AJ Dillon, like the Packers running backs, are still worth it. AJ Dillon's still worth it. As well, as long as Aaron Jones is out, bye. Yeah, but. The thing is with the with the Packers, the only made the only tiny concern is the toe injury that Aaron Rodgers has. Could be could limit him a little bit versus the Rams could be good news for, for AJ Dillon if um if he's still the starting running back for the Packers come this weekend. So it might see more of an opportunity for Dylan. It could hurt the offense in general. If Rogers not hundred percent, then what do they do if they fall behind and it becomes more of a, a throwing game for the Packers that that's, that's down the road. But to answer your question, Adam, yes. Even, even though AJ Dillon did not score, which I thought he was basically a lock to score. I had him as a top 12 play this week, still gave you 15.7 points in full point PPR. Solid day, solid day for AJ Dillon. Just not the uh, shattered glass ceiling performance that I think uh, a lot of people were expecting. Okay, actually, I do have one more because sure. this one's not as obvious. Yeah, sure. If you have a space on your roster and Fab to spare, Tony Jones Jr. should be a pickup for this week. Uh bye. Bye. Yep, especially on a short week where there is the possibility where Kamara will not play this week. Mark Ingram banged nor, up. Nor Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, Tony Jones should be a priority add for anybody that has Kamara and or Ingram or if they are needing running back help. Yep. All right. Uh, you have one more. So what do you got? Uh, buy or sell. Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Elaire is back to being a top 15 option for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they're playing a garbage team like the Cowboys, but you know, still, I think that, uh, Clyde Edwards, Lair and Darrell Williams, they're good running backs. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That chief's offense is very volatile, very inconsistent, much like Patrick Mahomes is, but I mean, this week Clyde did well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, you know, I read through, I read through the schedule before when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes. I'll read through it one more time for the people at home. So, of course, they are on a bye in week 12. Then it's Denver, Las Vegas, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. The only matchup there that really scares me is that Pittsburgh matchup, but it is at home. So that's a that's good for, for Clyde. But outside of that, yeah, the, the schedule is very favorable for, for Clyde. I would probably expect him to get a little bit of an uptick in, in usage. I think, you know, when, when he's back to full speed, I would imagine him being a 17 to 20 touch guy most weeks. So yeah, I would say he's a middle of the road RB two rest of way, especially in an offense as good as Kansas city's. So yeah. Bye. Yeah. I, I was scrolling down and I saw Michael Carter's name and I don't, and I almost wanted to, to like well up and cry because the Jets yep. are so fucked without Michael Carter. Go pick up Ty Johnson folks played 62% of the snaps. After Michael Carter went out. So fucked. Okay. Receivers. 
receivers. Happy times, receivers. Is Justin Jefferson back? Uh, where did he go? Where did he go? People thought he was just dead or something. Mm, I, I don't I, I want to know who those people are. Middle Justin. of the se- middle of the season, Carolina, and then his showing against Dallas, four point one fantasy points and full point PPR. And then well, that's what so- happens when you go up against Trayvon Diggs. He just shuts you down, doesn't he? Yeah. And then Jeff- Justin, Je- Justin Jefferson has been great. I mean, yeah. Baltimore, sure, aided by a long touchdown with uh, with uh, that Baltimore game, but he's been fantastic all year. He, he he's a top five receiver rest of season. I don't know where he went. But he's for me. He's been here the entire time, and yeah, he's he's absolutely terrific. Just Jefferson, he's 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 a must start guy going forward. Plain and simple. Okay, who do you got? Uh, buy or sell, and, and Adam, you're gonna love this one. Elijah Moore is the Jets receiver you want to have in fantasy, and he is must start going forward. Mine was going to be Elijah Moore has the makings of a star in this league. So I love the way that you're thinking. Has to be talked about, doesn't it? Or either that or he's just worth a keeper in every single league that he's owned in. Well, he his ownership percentage. Wow, he's available in 60% of leagues. That, that That's going to fly up after this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, this has been consistently good for Elijah Moore. Mm. I mean, that 60-yard touchdown. Oh, thing of beauty. Piece piece of art hanging in the Louvre. (laughs) God. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Elijah Moore, like, his game against Indianapolis and his game against Miami, sandwiched in between kind of a disappointing outing against Buffalo. But I think that he's going to get looks and he might, you know, the Jets didn't even need to sign Corey Davis. They had, they drafted a number one receiver. They drafted a star receiver at this point. He looks like, he looks it, he looks the part and he is good. He has the rushing upside too, which is cool for a lot, for a, a wide receiver. And we'll see that with Debo Samuel. And we have seen that with Debo Samuel. I'm going to say sell on him being a must-start week in, week out, because I am a little bit concerned with Elijah Moore when Zach Wilson comes back. If he comes back, please please cross your fingers and hope that Joe Flacco is the starter for the Jets next week against Houston, because my, oh, my, will Elijah Moore be – if Elijah Moore is going to be catching passes from Joe Flacco against Houston – I, I, I may have to put Elijah Moore in my top 30. I, I, I might. I might. I, I have to see uh, what the other options are there. But, yeah, he could be a top 30 play for me against, against Houston. I mean, yeah. Which is crazy. Which is Zach, crazy. Because Zach Wilson loves throwing to old stone, stone hands over there, Corey Davis. True. Very true. But in terms so. of being a star – We'll see. I mean, he's got great pedigree following up on Ole Miss receivers, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. But it, could he be the guy the Jets have been looking for? Yeah, he he definitely could be. He definitely definitely could be because he's looked he's looked the part. 
He's looked apart. But in terms of being a must-start rest of the season, no, he's not a must-start, but he's a great ad if he's available in, on your waiver wire for, uh, for this week. I'm sure even Jake thinks that he is the reincarnation of Wesley Walker. He may be. He may be. Or, or, or Wayne Corbett. Nah, Wayne Corbett wasn't as like fast as Fair. or athletic as Elijah Moore is. Fair. Good point. Good point. Reincarnation of Brandon Marshall. Just small. Or, La- or Lavernius Coles. Or Lavernius Coles. Yes. Uh, nostalgia. Anyway. Great thing, isn't it? Yes. Okay, now let's talk about the 49ers. Sure. Brandon, uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. what to do with this team which receiver this is not a buy or sell this is more just a question which receiver is worth starting rest of season Debo Samuel I'm going to quote Adam do it again he did do it again well he did this was his again he did pretty well oh actually never mind two two out of three is not bad I was going to say last week against the Rams, he was not good. He was no as good against the Rams. He wasn't 5.6, but two out of three. I will say, look at what the Packers just did to Minnesota. So, or just didn't do to Minnesota, I think is more apt. But the problem, the, the, the problem is I get so nervous with putting Ayuk high in my ranks just because it's expectation and I hate to trust him with anything. I, I truly, truly despise it. Uh, I do it again. It's a great matchup versus Minnesota. He should have no problem putting up a, a solid day. If he really is that guy, he'll probably be a top 36 receiver for me. I don't know if he'll be a top 30 receiver. If Joe Flacco is the starter, I would rather start Elijah Moore this week over Brandon Ayuk. Okay. That's an interesting take. How? I guess. Hmm. I mean, Elijah Moore has the upside. I'll give you that. And I think you're kind of hunting for that upside when you're starting Elijah Moore over Brandon Ayuk. Adam. Yes. Take this moment, put in history. The New York Jets are playing the Houston Texans. If there is one team that is more inept and more shockingly terrible than the New York Jets, it may be the Houston Texans. Okay. Well, I don't know. Terod's had some games against the Jets that I would rather not talk about. I I don't care about the Texans offense. That does not affect Elijah Moore. The Texans' defense is diabolical. That's true. They almost blew it to the Titans. Oh, I mean, they nearly blew it. They were very close to blowing it. Nearly blew it. Start Elijah Moore with confidence if it's Joe Flacco. Not saying he's top 24, but would he be top 30? Probably. Probably. The funny thing is, um, I've been you know exploring Utah going on the weekends on the bus and whatever I've been listening to the mailbag and you and Jake describing Brandon Ayuk as an more improved, like a bit, a higher ceiling Curtis Samuel set off a million light bulbs in my head. 
Well, Jake and I are not Curtis Samuel people. No, but I see where you're coming from. Hey, Adam, aren't you happy we didn't take Curtis Samuel in the call? Hey, listen, he might be playing next week. Oh, God. Stop this. The dream is dead. He's not on my, he hasn't been on my team for weeks, but that's besides the point. You know, you might be rushing to pick him up. Well, well, you know, Chris Carson is out for the season. I do have a spare spot on my oh, roster. Fuck's sake. I'm kidding. Moving on. Moving on quickly, please. Okay. <laughs> my mental sanity. Is there any other, are there any other receivers you want to talk about before we move on? Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Buy or sell. Marquise Goodwin is a start if Allen Robinson does not suit up on Thursday. I was about to, I literally thank God you said Allen Robinson because I was racking my brain like, what teams Marquise Goodwin play for again? <laughs> I was like, 49ers, Eagles, plays for the Bears. Um, Bears. I don't know. I don't like the Bears. I'm selling it. I'm selling it personally. I, I don't think that's worth it. I mean, listen, even if Darnell Moody doesn't play at this point, I don't think Marquise Goodwin is worth a start in fantasy. Darnell, Darnell Mooney has a chance of being a top 24 receiver if um if he plays. If Allen Robinson, if Allen Robinson doesn't play and if Darnell Mooney does play, he'll be he'll, he might be a top 24 receiver. I would say definitely top 30. Definitely. Against Detroit, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's just fascinating. I, that Bears offense, I don't know. Neither do I. And honestly, the funny thing is, we didn't even talk about the Bears with the running backs because they weren't really worth talking about. But still, I mean, David Montgomery has just been back for a while and nobody seems to care. Yeah, I mean, David Montgomery, he's the guy pretty much by himself. So, and it, look, this is a matchup. If, if you look at David Montgomery's history, David Montgomery is unbelievably good in soft matchups. This is as soft as a matchup as it potentially gets versus the Lions. David Montgomery will be a top 15 play for me on Thursday. A hundred percent. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I'm. it's very sad to hear about Tariq Cohen where he's been facing like setback after setback after tearing his ACL. Yeah, that, that does really, really, really suck for him. But it's good It's good for David Montgomery and his fantasy managers, but not obviously not good for Tariq Cohen. Wishing him all the best. And, I mean, what is this? Like, if when, uh, da- when Damian Williams comes back, this offense, like, there's nobody. That's worth starting in this offense. David Montgomery. Even with Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert? Yes. Yep. I wouldn't do it. I would. Easy. Easy. Montgomery is the best, is the best running back that there is. That the at the Chicago Bears have to offer. Okay. I was going to say the best running back that there is. Are you sure about that? You want to the best running back that that the Chicago bears have to offer is David Montgomery. It's not close. Their week nine matchup. When he first came back versus Pittsburgh, David Montgomery ran the show in that backfield. There was a sprinkling of Khalil Herbert, 
But outside of that, it was David Montgomery's show. They want him to be the guy, and he is going to be the guy. I'm not concerned in the slightest about Damian Williams or Khalil Herbert. All right. Tight ends. A lot of na- a lot of unfamiliar names in the top 10 of tight ends. A lot of streamers. Unfortunately, I would have said something about Adam Troutman, but it looks like he's going to be out for a bit with an MCL sprain. Yeah, it stinks. That really stinks. After such a that catch that he made was amazing. His it touchdown was. catch was it really was. great. It was. It was a really, really nice catch, too. But, uh, huh, buy or sell? I don't know. This is, this is interesting. Buy or sell? The tight ends all suck. Buy. 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 Buy, absolutely. Um, Zach Ertz I, is back in his prime. Buy sell, or sell? Sell. Sell. Fantastic. Um, buy or sell? Hmm. Darren Waller is back. This is another one that was highly debated in the mailbag. Mailbag. Is Darren Waller back? Well, listen. Two out of, it's the Brandon Ayuk thing. It's two out of three. Um, I would like to see him have another good game after this one instead of shitting the bed after this one, after a good game after, like he did against Kansas City after doing well against the Giants. Mm-hmm. So the old adage, reign supreme. Do it again, Darren Waller. Do it again. Agreed. Buy or sell. You should be, I, this is, I'm going to do this every week until he does better. This is, the beatings will continue and so morale improves. Uh, should you be benching TJ Hawkinson for a waiver pickup like Tyler Conklin or Pratt, or Pat Fryermuth? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. Because I am almost at my wit's end. Listen, Hawkinson did well after not scoring at all against Pittsburgh. He did well in getting double-digit points against Cleveland. But, I mean, 11.1 points for a guy that you drafted? A guy that you drafted? Like... Period for a tight end, that means expectations. Drafting a tight end. Yeah. I, I mean, I again, it really depends on what the waiver pickup is going to be. But yes. Yeah. If you have a better option outside of Hawkinson, if you have Fryermuth, if you have. Hmm. I mean, if you picked up Dawson Knox. Just because Hawkinson yeah. had an early bye week. So yeah, if you picked sure. up Dawson Knox as a bye week fill-in, sure. I, I think you're, I don't know, now that he's back from his injury, and I think that I, I'd probably put Knox uh, or Hawkinson, which is I crazy. Agree. This is crazy. What? Who am I? Endorsing two Buffalo Bills. Who Who am I? Sick man. Sick, sick, sick man. Someone, also, someone called the doctor. Fuck the Sabres. There you go. Karmic, karmic balance. Wow. Wow. Uh, do you have any more uh, buy or sells? Um, sure. I do have one. Sure. Go ahead. 
Mike Kosicki should never be your problem. Should always be. Mike Kosicki is better when he is somebody else's problem. Um, I'm going to say sell. I think I think better days are ahead for for Kosicki. Granted, this was a matchup where he really should have produced. But I mean, in general, honestly, because he's just been he's so like Mike Kosicki's always been he's always been volatile. He's always been streaky. Yes. But I feel like the low like the ceiling isn't there. You know, like this is an audio thing. So audio nerds can listen here. You know how like when you compress something in compression where it kind of, it lowers the ceiling. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. The this floor, is, this like, is that. Yes. So the floor is like the lows are there, but the highs aren't as high as they usually are. So why bother? I even have to make an audio joke for that. I could have just said the lows are there, but the highs are not as high as they used to be. His ceiling is lower. Yeah, the the ceiling is much, much, much lower. I I would agree. I mean, what are you expecting out of Mike Kosicki on a week-to-week basis? I mean, the upside is there for him to go eight for 66 and two touchdowns. That that is the week-to-week upside. But the problem is that it's capped with Tua Tungavailoa. It's capped by the fact that he's a member of the Miami Dolphins. So what do I expect week to week? The answer really is Adam. I don't expect anything week to week from someone like Mike Kosicki anymore. I, I I really don't. There was a great stretch against the Raiders and then the, the Colts and then the Jaguars and then the Falcons. And then he had like in the middle of that, he had 8.3 points against the bucks, but that four out of five where he was doing really well above 15 points. He hasn't hit those heights since. He hasn't even hit 15 since he hasn't even hit. He only just hit double digits outside of those four weeks. He's been terrible. He's been absolutely terrible. I, I look, I could put it to you this way, Adam. If Eric Ebron is going to be out with that knee injury, I could tell you right now, I would much rather start Pat Fryer move over Mike Kosicki next week. Hundred percent. I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know if you heard me. I, oh, I, I agree. I heard you. I heard you loud and clear. I was just I, to see if there was a follow up. No. They. I know. It's see. It's a very foreign thing. I don't usually agree with you, but in this scenario, I do. Thank you so much adam i'm 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 so glad that we uh, that we agree on this uh, on this pressing pressing subject and only this pressing pressing subject agreed agreed we agree oh, okay. to disagree on most things two things now sure. we <laughs> uh, anyway that's one that's one adam he's got one here we go come on tom come on tom already Yes, four minutes to go in the first quarter. We're recording this on Monday night, by the way. In case you couldn't tell. Yeah, one drive, one drive, five for five, 49 yards and a touchdown. Oh, my God. The Giants are going to capitulate now. Yes, they're going to capitulate right this very second. It's a hard word to say. 
It's a fun word to say. Hey, Graham Goodell hit a field goal. Let's go. Come on, Tom. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Bert and I will talk to you on Wednesday with the preview heading into Thursday night Thanksgiving football. For my co-host, Ed Burtzell, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.